You are now listening to Food for Thought. Food for Thought. Food for Thought. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Food for Thought, episode six today. My name is David. My name is Kim. And, and my, have... my name is uh, Lama Rock. Hey. <laughs> hey. And what do you represent, Lama? I represent myself and the whole Luang clan and Fresh Socks and the B-Boys and B-Girls and, and the wonderful boys here when they need me to. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate that, bro. And how are you doing um, during isolation? It's a weird time. We just had a little little chat about it. But uh, how are you doing, mm. man? Yeah, yeah, good, man. Like, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs. Um, has been a lot of ups and downs. And just the adjusting with social distancing, going out for essentials, what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do. I think the biggest hurdle was the fear. Like, oh shit, I might get sick. I might bring, I might get someone else sick in the house because there's three families living in this household. Right. Um, but yeah, besides that, you know, just sort of staying on top of things because of already having gone through some kind of mental health thing. It's just sort of like, oh, don't relapse, don't relapse. You know, this is, yeah, yeah just go with it, go with it. You know, like it's going to be all right. Don't, don't fall into a hole. So, have you had any, yeah. um, do you have any like tips or like little tools that you've used um, that you've kind of learned that just kind of like, all right, cool. Now I've got to, got to put this into place. Yeah, I think the main thing is, um, to keep yourself busy in, in a healthy way, you know, I think uh, those people who might be suffering from anxiety or um, depression, and each case is different, is that, you know, we, I think we tend to distract ourselves in the wrong way. Whereas if you're working on your health, like physical health, then I guess in turn that would work into your mental health, like exercise deep breathing meditation and then even foods you know like i'm an addict <laughs> to instant coffees and <laughs> you know but with all that sugar all that you know caffeine all that nicotine you know certain parts of the day you just kind of like oh i just i feel like just like disgusting it's yeah sluggish, you know caffeine crashes that obviously that will affect your mental health you know mm nice yeah. no that totally makes so much sense man and it's 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 simple but i think it's like the action of doing it is what gets people sometimes it's, mm -hmm. like, it's just exercising everyone knows exercising is good for you everyone knows eating healthy is good for you that's exactly it's like, it's like oh you forget and you're like oh i think it's just having the strength to commit to that kind of thing consistently as well because mm -hmm. like you can do it and get pumped for a few days but then like if there's nobody holding you accountable or you're not committing to it a thousand percent then you're not going to be continuing to do that mm. yeah that's exactly it that's exactly it and 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 in ways you know um perhaps you guys might also um know more about this kind of stuff but like i've used my social media as a way to keep me accountable for for doing uh, my exercises, my right. activities. And um, in the first week of lockdown, because I was already planning to do lives, you know, live streams. And I've mucked around with gaming live streams for, for a year now, but I was finding on the internet, like people were talking about Zoom, people were talking about Skype, people were talking about IG Live and using the same sort of setup with, with the, the gaming stuff that that 
you know, in turn kept me accountable to like, right, there's an audience waiting or, you know, people have been hitting me up. Hey, oh, you know, when are you going to do a, a rocking lesson or something like this? And, mm. you know, yeah. that sounds like a really healthy way to use social media. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, holding yourself accountable Definitely. and like putting it out there that like, oh, I'm going to do this and everybody's watching. So it's like, okay, I have to commit to this. That's form of like committing. That's exactly it. You know, I mean, in ways, um, I still haven't yet gone, oh guys, by the way, um, tune in this time on this day and, and using that time to keep me accountable for actually doing the post. But I've just sort of gone, as soon as I get up, as soon as I make my coffee, I go straight into the garage here, which is downstairs, and then I just switch everything on and then just go for it, you know? Right. So it's got to be the first thing on, on, on the list for the day, you know what uh, I mean? That's cool. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way when we're doing, like, the 30 for 30s, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. where it was just, like, every day, like, you know what you got to do. It's, I guess it's that structure, and you're, like, you're used to it, so it kind of gives you that sense of comfort as well. You're like, all right, this is what I got. I got to knock this out today. And then once you achieve that, then you're like, yeah, like. That's know, exactly it. That is exactly it. Perhaps there's also, you know, the, uh, the other end of that spectrum where it's kind of like, oh, I don't really feel like it today. Mm -hmm. So, but I got to do it. I've already committed to this, you know, 30 for 30 or, you know, the millions of challenges coming through your stories, you know, like, exactly. oh, I nominate you. <laughs> Flying arts and everyone in your staff because I can't be bothered tagging each member. <laughs> you know, uh, like the pressure's on. <laughs> pressure is on. But yeah. it's kind of nice. It's, I guess it's a form of connecting. I guess humans just love connecting, and that was like the first kind of thing that everyone was like, "All right, how do I connect with as many people um, as possible?" Mm. And I guess like nominating each other to do challenges and stuff was like a cool way to stay connected and to feel like. Um, I don't know, like you impacted someone and in a way. And you acknowledge yeah. people. You yeah. tag them like, I see you and I'm thinking about you and I would love yeah. for you to do this challenge and get involved with me. Yeah, you know, I'm doing yeah. this for you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. It's just sometimes though it gets a, a little too technical for some, you know, like the ones where you got to download the template from a website and then you got to get your own artwork and put it into the windows, like, you know, your music, you're listening to your yeah, it's an inconvenient album. present isn't it it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody at goldfish it's like now you have to take care of it <laughs> <laughs> i guess yeah i guess you know the, the only fault with the doing it through the stories is if you miss it for that 24 hours because you've got a million other things going on on that plus in your own life then you miss it hey like i don't think i responded to your one um Kim, yeah, like I just like Did I tag you in one. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't remember what it was. It was like right at the beginning of lockdown, man. And then I think I hit you. I was like, oh, I think you, I sent you this one, but oh, uh, like, a, <laughs> was it like child, yeah, childhood photos or something. I'm pretty sure it was you. Oh yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a whole lot of those old photos lying around, but I just never got around to it. Oh, hey, it's not really like a health one, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, but if it was like a dance or a fitness one, then it'll, I'll be like, hey, man, come on. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you just gotta keep. You can't be afraid to ask repeat, repeatedly. You know, yeah, until yeah. someone tells you off. Hey. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch this conversation up a little bit um, sure. because um, 
yeah, it's dope to obviously catch up with you. It's always dope to catch up with you, man. Same. Um, Same but um, something that we like to do in terms of like after this kind of catch up, like, you know, um, we like to just, you know, take it back to the past and take it back to how you got to where you are today. You know, the llama that we're talking to now. Yeah. Um, what's your, what's your backstory? Like what's, what's the origin story? Maybe in terms of it could be dance or it can be hip hop. Yeah. Um, on how, um, yeah. How did it all start for you, man? Like how did, how did you? Um, well, maybe I'll try and retell it in a different way. Cause you yeah. know how long my talks can go for. Must have yeah, retold yeah. this story a million in, times. Yeah. <laughs> in the most concise way. Yeah. But yeah. still not leaving out gems. Yeah. yeah. I guess um, I'll try and I'll try and round it all up. I think when I was a kid, I was really influenced by, you know, obviously popular culture, right? Um, and I watched the music video um, on either Video Hits or Rage, and it was a, a techno remix of Run DMC called It's Like That by mm. Jason Nevins. And that was uh, the most distinct um, video clip of like these guys are breakdancing, as we called it, you know? Mm. Now it's known as b boying, breaking, whatever, but it's like, oh, that's breakdancing. And what's really interesting about that time was, and sort of kind of led me to where I am today as well, was I noticed over the weekends prior to seeing that music video, I started seeing these old lunchtime movies on Channel 9, like, you know, midday movie kind of vibes. And they were old 80s films with, like, people dressed with midriffs, men dressed with midriffs, and crazy long earrings, mohawks and spray you know, like hairspray, hairdos, fluoro yeah. colors. And I was like, what is this stuff? And it eventually led to the breaking. And that was sort of my foray, initial foray into um, hip hop culture. So, yeah. And I guess. How many yeah, years ago right. was that? I, I believe that clip either came out in 97 or 98. So, 20. Two years ago, twenty-three years ago. Yeah. Damn. So how did you how did you go from there? So after you kind of uh, you noticed like just hip hop, the world of hip hop. Like, what did you do? Did you go like find a cipher or like how did it work? You yeah. Know? You know, back then we didn't. I didn't even have the internet back then. All my mates still had. My, all my mates had dial up, and through them we would go through like uh, MSN, Messenger, uh, Merc. MIRC, ICQ, just all these different chat um, rooms. But for me to find out where to go, funnily enough, at, at class, at homeroom, um, someone was reading the bulletin and it's like, oh, learn breakdancing at YMCA McLeod. And I was like, where the hell is McLeod? And I looked on the train line. It's like, far, that's on the um, Hearst Bridge um, Eltham line, I think. And then I was like, Far, how long is it going to take me to get there? And then, you know, you had to pull out the pamphlets, you know, with all the time schedules. Okay. And you had to manually work out, like, <laughs> how long it was going to take, exactly, and the route. And it was like, it would take me an hour from, from St. Albans because uh, that was the beginning of our train line back in the day. Now it goes to Sunbury. But, yeah, and so I went there, almost got bashed at the station by some bully, like, what? When does that happen? You know, like that doesn't happen yeah. much anymore. Like yeah. you'll hear about it, but that was still sort of 
common back in the day, you're in the wrong spot, wrong place, like someone's gonna pick on you, it's like, oh, this bug is not from here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him I'm a shot. I'm just trying to dance. <laughs> I'm just like, trying to dance, yeah, man. I just wanna break dance. I just wanna break, I just wanna break dance. <laughs> and then what was your experience like at the YMCA when you went there? It was cool, man, because there was like, you know, a whole heap of kids there and there was a, um, it was, my first teacher was um, George A1 from Wicked Force. Oh, whoa, that's crazy. And, you know, um, he was already like, like in terms of the fashion of the day, I'm like, fuck, this dude's fresh. He had like um, cargo shorts, um, military issue, like, you know, camouflage with the pockets. Then he had this sick tank top and then he had like pineapple hair, you know, like, like squ- uh, his hair was squared and spiked and it was blonde and it was, and I think he had a eyebrow piercing at the time, which was in too. I was like, wow, what a fresh guy. And he, he just flew around the room. I was like, whoa, yeah, what is that? Oh. Damn, shout outs to A1. He taught me how to backflip last year. Oh, <laughs> yeah. dude. Uh, Nika? Yeah, Nika. Nika, shout out. thing, man. Yeah, respect to George. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go visit him, man. I haven't seen him for cool. years. Yeah. And, 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 that, and that kind of just, you know, evolved from there. Then you, you know, my, he would tell us where um, other jams were. Um, then when he was replaced by another one of his crew members, uh, which was my main, main teacher from that point on, Duke from Italy, right? And Duke from Italy, this, you might have to do the research, but he lived in the same city and broke, like danced with... Um, uh, Maurizio, who's also from Rocksteady Crew and Seven Gems. So he's like a, wow. an international legend, this Maurizio guy. So I had direct contact, you know, I guess you could almost say like a lineage of some sort, a parallel lineage from Maurizio, except my teacher was Duke. And right. he taught me the side of my stuff and he got me into theatre and then he introduced me to other dancers, rappers, oh. graffiti artists. and. By the, by the time I was 18, there was this like little underground scene I was part of already, you know? Incredible. Yeah. So. Damn. So yeah. That, I mean, yeah. That's how gone. All I was going to say was like when I, for example, when I went to the Flying Arts, Flying Art Films um, block party, you know, like, and, you know, to just to pick out whoever randomly like you know you had like chino there from uh noble natives right then you had like bobby there from i think she's from chicago or wherever she's from in america then you had kwabi and kwabi you know works with smiles you know then like nonoi was there with case it's like everyone was there then you know your cousin performed then um one of the guys i forget his name that is always uh, rocking with Jordan F- Dennis, you know, and like that squad of rappers. It's like you see the network of like different people. It's like yeah. imagine when you you come in and you don't know who anyone else is. Like once you start becoming familiar with the people, you see them more often. It's just like this beautiful organic thing that grows, you know. So yeah, that yeah. was that was a dope night, man. I think oh. it was just. I think it was the lineup of performers as well. And so they each kind of brought their own crowd. And then just the dancing was just like, they're just, I think like during that time, like everyone was just down for a good party. Mm. And we were just like, you know what? Yeah, we just kept throwing like just random parties before that. And we're like, all right, let's, let's do a proper like 
block party. Yeah. What happens? And, yeah. and yeah, at first we didn't know, man. We had like we're like, oh, what if we get like five people coming through? Because we literally sold like maybe I think like nine tickets like a week out. Oh. And we were like, oh no, like no one's gonna come. And yeah. then in that last week, man, we sold up to like a hundred or something, like over a hundred. And everyone- <laughs> that's how it is with events, you know. Everybody's like, "Oh, I'll buy tickets later." Yeah, we had no yeah. idea. We're like, oh, "No one's gonna come. We're gonna throw a block party, and no one's gonna be there." Like, yeah, it's so hard. Um, so everyone came through <laughs> last minute, super yeah. clutch, um, wow. and it was amazing. I think it was more amazing because we didn't expect that as well. Mm, mm. It was fucking lit, man. I, that I, battle was lit too. Yeah, <laughs> glad I missed out on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you, New Zealand or something? Yeah, for I was in New Zealand. Oh. Uh, it's not the last block party, so nah, 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 bummed. Nah. <laughs> yeah, it, it can't be the last one. I think. I think uh-huh. that's that's what's great about you guys. Like you can bring people together, you know, and that's yeah. like that's really nice. It's it's joy, you know. That's joy. So yeah, man. Joy, it's the memories that you can look back and talk and be like, oh shit. Like, who would have thought that uh, partying would be a skill? <laughs> it is a skill. Hard out, hard out. It's, it, yeah, actually, now that you mention it, yeah, maybe I should write a book about like the, 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 the skill in partying. <laughs> People would read that. You know, they probably it. would. Yeah. Hey, I'd be in interested essence. in it. It's like, oh, a book about partying. Uh, okay, yeah. What's this about? <laughs> well, it's great because I'm always inspired by like Diddy and like Jamie Fox and stuff. And you always hear about them throwing these parties. Yeah. Uh, and that's where all like you know these superstars would go to and they'd meet people and they'd be like, yo, like I met such and such at Diddy's party. And mm, mm, it's crazy. yeah, there's a there's something really interesting about that. Hey, I, and I think the way that I related in this context of like where it's actual thing that requires some kind of skill and curating is I realized Filipino parties and I'm not sure about your guys backgrounds but like I remember growing up where parties were massive like we would take over the whole street because I mean the cars will take over the whole street and there's just so many people so many kids and these days I think if you wanted to hold a party like that you'd easily have to dish out a K you know, but back in the day, I kind of feel like, um, you know, back in the day, like, like everyone just con- kind of contributed potluck to it. You know, they'd just yeah. be like, I'll bring a dish and, oh, yeah, and, and was it party again? Um, oh, it was your son's birthday. How old is he turning to? Oh, yeah, cool. And then bring a, bring a, bring a present as well, just, just so that they can interact with other people. Like, yeah, something to talk about too, or like, you're not coming empty-handed it's like you mm. something and it's like oh you just feel a part of the party mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like oh like who cooked this this is great oh, oh you, you cooked this oh you're invited to my party next time you know yeah that's what's cool about filler culture like you know they really extend their families and just you know really bring people together and there's a lot of sleepovers and just a lot of memories and a lot of people yeah. dancing and just seeing just enjoying their lives and you know yeah. i'd love to see that more in other cultures as well Hmm. I think, I think, I think that, you know, there's quite a lot when you really unpack it, but perhaps, you know, like just the way we're used to, or we've become used to like how Western and Australian culture is, it's kind of like, oh, let's just hire a place out or, you know, it's too much effort to do this or to, you know, whatever it is, like not putting any, throwing anyone under the bus. More excuses than parties. Yeah, (laughs) which is a shame, isn't it? I get it though, but yeah, like, Everyone knows, like, house party is always the best. So oh, it's like, yeah. uh, 
if someone it's, if it's a house party like i'm going i know yeah for sure good. house yeah. parties are so lit yeah but then if it's your house yeah, yeah. then you're like oh man it's a big cleanup yeah. yeah like that's like one of the motivations i have for having a house to throw sick house parties you yeah. know yeah yeah man yeah. it's the best no that's exactly it yeah i think i think that's also the reason too where if you could purchase I mean, this is showing my age, right? But if you could purchase a house at a good price where you've got a lot of land, then no one needs to go into the house, you know? Like, they can just stay out on the outside, the garage bit, you know, and just, you know, the people That's that's what's cool about Australia as well. When you go to houses that have, like, farmlands and then you have, like, the outdoor side, that's, like, the maddest house parties. Mm -hmm. I remember going to an engagement party like that and it's like, oh, it's mad. Because no noise complaints. Nah, nah, because that's the biggest. Well, it wasn't that what almost shut down um, the block party, right? It's just yeah. like, you know, oh, fuck this, you know, like, I'm going to call the police. They weren't invited to the party. Hey, was... <laughs> they, yeah, they were just Point a bit one. salty, hey? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Um, did you want me to continue on with, with the story? Like, or you got another question? Like, uh, we got more questions. We got more questions, but um, yeah, I am pretty interested in the story as well um, because, um, like, you've gained all this knowledge, and I feel like you're such a wise dude, and um, just you always drop in gems uh, whenever you teach a class, and I think most of the community know this as well, and that's why, um, you know, uh, people always look into you to advice or they're reaching out to you to come to talk at events and that kind of thing so yeah much respect bro um Yo, so thank you um yeah you said one of your first teachers was duke um yep. is that how you uh, learned about the culture and everything and was it mainly through him or was there other teachers as well or how did it, how did it yeah happen? it pretty much started with him and and continued you know with other teachers i guess I can't remember how the saying goes, but like when, when a person's ready, their teacher will, will appear, you know, just like how a book finds you. It's, if you take that philosophy or sort of sense of spiritual vibes, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, with anyone, when they start and they find something that they're into, they'll immediately imitate whatever that is or find the sources to learn it. But you might not get the, the full picture, right? I was, I've been really fortunate that the people that have come to me, um, you know, and provided <clears throat> some knowledge, they've kind of given me a real good grasp on a basic of what something is. So because um, Duke, Cristiano is his, his real name, right? Cristiano showed me the, the basic top rock, basic, some basic footwork, basic freezes, and basic power moves. Like, when I look back, he taught me like a European style, which was the closest thing to the New York style of the of the of the eighties. And because of that, that's how my form was like I kind of come through as basic as it was, I came through with a with sort of a complete package, you know. Nice. Um and then from that point on, yeah, you know, obviously the external sources like um back in the day to learn about new moves, we'd have to get like VHS tapes, you know, and just like you guys would remember when CDs and DVDs were coming in, people were burning those. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, you would trade in, in, in the (laughs) getting two VHS players, dubbing it. Second one would come out dodgy and then, you know, move on from there. So 
Yeah, and then from that point on, then I would uh, my main mentors after him were um, DJ Jumps from the Cat Empire. You know, mm. his brother Fayrouz, um, Paulie, um, Bilal, who is like one of their crew members, and there was a massive squad of them known as the Immortal Shining Ones, and they were the adults. You know, I was still a teenager when I learned all this, but they were the adults who were, I guess, like this generation's twenty-year-olds, twenty people in their twenties, like that were really involved with Melbourne at that time. You know, going to all the nights and the clubs, and they had a place at the Victorian College of Arts next to the NGV. Yeah, and yeah. they hired out a little portable. Uh, I think those portables don't exist anymore, and that was like a ballet room, and they hired it out every Friday and Saturday um, for us to train in. Mind you, that was only because they used to hold street jams at the state library to continue. So it's a bit convoluted, but to continue the '80s uh, street jams at uh, Collins Square, City Square, on the corner of Collins Street and Swanston, where Starbucks is now. That used to be a main meeting point in the '80s for dancers. Oh, cool. So these guys continued continued it on, but then hip hop at the time in the late '90s there was a lot of like junkies, you know, druggies. You know some you know, some shady characters, and that was causing security to be like, nah, you guys got to get out of here because there's there's vandalism happening, this this and that. So yeah. they isolated the b-boy segment section, mm. and yeah, that was sort of like where I really, you know, year ten to year twelve, I was like re religiously going there every week to learn skills, practice, and yeah, a lot of people came out of that training session. Weekly oh, yeah. training session, yeah. And this was in the late nineties, did you say? Or? Yeah. So this that would have been now the early, the like like two lit lit lit, legitimate uh literally year two thousand that oh, happened. Right. Mind you, it was like people thought the world was going to end once. Oh, yeah, that's right. Two <laughs> thousand hit because of the Y two K bug. Which yeah. Was, some bullshit, you that know. Was a weird time. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone got punked. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, where's the, the Mayan calendar conspiracy as well? Oh yeah, there's yeah. so we're many just, of those. We're just punking ourselves, aren't we? Humans. Now it's five G. Yeah. <laughs> now it's five G. There's always some kind of technological advancement that people are afraid there's of. Always something that's got to destroy us. Yeah. Eventually. Right? And it's like us. Yeah. yeah. It's ourselves. It's ourselves. We're already destroying ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, ain't that a fact? <laughs> cool, man. Like back then with dance, like in the scene when you first started coming up, what was the energy like and what's it like compared to now? Oh. Um, I don't know if it's because, you know, I've, I've already experienced that kind of energy, whether or not what I see now doesn't feel the same. You know, or similar, um, and and I don't think that's a bad thing. You can't. It already happened. You can't bring that shit back. You know, yeah. you can learn from it and, and try to replicate it. But it was weird back in the day. It wasn't as involved as things are now, but energy just felt so. Um, how can I say? Just it just seemed just out of this world, really. Like. You know, b-boy jams and ciphers used to be sit-down ones. Everyone would just sit down in a giant circle, wow. and people 
people would come out one by one, you know, and everyone was happy to just sit down and watch people sort of cipher like that, you know, sit it down, oh, it's my turn, get up and go. Now it's like there's this whole thing like standing up, being in a circle and just moving yeah. around, you know, it's even like Kari. How, like how it's evolved into, do you feel like people back then were much hungrier to learn and to grow than they are now? I think, I think so. I think because it was almost like we were deprived of anything cool. Like, because there the really wasn't, we weren't bombarded with that information that this is what goes on outside my front door, you know? It was just like, as soon as you did catch something, like that one, you know, 20 meg GIF, <laughs> you know? not even like yeah, 20 yeah. Meg. 30 meg file that took you an hour to download, you would watch that over and over again because right. you knew you weren't going to get anything else. So when you did see it in person, it was like, whoa, whoa, did you see that? Like, whoa. Yeah. Do you feel like it's because of the convenience now that like because we can get it so easily, we don't? Yeah, I think that's what it is. And I think it's also the fact that now we don't really need to go out and dig for it you know, i.e. The, the convenience that we've actually, maybe you guys can, you know, second this, but I open my app and just expect it to give me something interesting. I don't actually go into the search bar and go, um, oh, breakdancing, um, yeah. you know, depth of field lens. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't, I don't do that. I just lost the ability to be curious. Yeah. yeah. That is a good point, man. I think so. I think so too. And that's kind of like what's kind of killed, yeah, it's just killed that intrigue. It's killed that, that like thirst for, for seeking out things, you know, searching, exploring, digging. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is, but like, I feel like I was in that space last year, like this time last year when oh. everything was just kind of out there and like it was easy just to kind of just roll with it and just like learn as I go kind of thing. Now that we're stuck in isolation, I've been seeking more knowledge. I've been doing the history, like just yeah. really digging into like, same way. Yeah. yeah, like just really digging back now and yeah. to like where hip hop oh. came from and where like tap dance came from and where like, just like going back to the thirties and twenties, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And something yeah. about like have not having that option to go out now, mm -hmm. it's yeah. like going into the internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. Like really utilizing the tool for what it's for, right? Yeah. You know, because similarly, and this is kind of op would open a whole nother can of worms we could talk about another time perhaps, but it's like I realized anything, anytime I, I need an answer for something, I Google it, right? It's just, oh, why don't you just Google it, Google it, Google it. But then, you know, when you really think about it, it's like Google will feed me the same shit regardless, especially when you take into consideration like, uh, how your devices, smart devices work, because you looked up, you know, tap dance, it's going to refer tap dance reference, different tap dance references to you. Yeah. But sometimes like that filter isn't good that yeah. you, know, you need to break away from that and be like, I need something that's, it's almost like it's programming you just to look at the same things. Right. You know? I get you. And, um, you know, I'm not trying to be conspiracy theory about any of that, but I just think it's, it's really important to, to be sort of like, realize like there is so much more beyond that first layer, 
beyond yeah, that first awesome. page of links yeah you know? like oh whoa whoa what is this like how come this didn't pop up in the google search i don't understand yeah. it's, how it's come a company that's actually deciding what your the answer to your question is right exactly it man and i think that's really dangerous because that's where i mean for some reason people you know are obviously sort of realizing well hang on a second there's more to this right mm -hmm, there's yeah. more to this than what i've been told what i what i see and then that's where you really need to go out of the algorithm to like find more things and imagine how much is still out there that hasn't been recorded hasn't been tagged hasn't been you know um, the metadata hasn't been written up to, to link it to this chain of information. It's just like, right. how do you find that? It's random as, you know, you just go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. Can I move back to like the hunger and energy for like someone that wants to improve themselves? Do you yeah. have any advice for a dancer maybe in this time that is like looking to improve themselves, get that energy to be hungry again and curious again. And just like that rawness of back in the day, do you have any advice along those lines? Yeah, I do. Um, one thing that comes to mind immediately is I think once a dancer feels like, Oh, I don't know what, where to go from here. Like, what, should, what do I do next? Like, I, you know, providing that they're, you know, they're training and working really hard on their stuff. They're going out there and doing their research. You know, they're interacting with other dancers and they get to that plateau. Then that's really a time to like question yourself and then take a look around you. It's like, whoa, I feel like everything that I'm watching and everything I'm seeing looks the same. Like, why is everyone doing that freeze? Why is everyone doing that move? Why is everyone doing this formation change? Why is everyone doing this? And then maybe try and work backwards from there. Like, oh, that freeze apparently comes from this time, if you can find that information. And mm -hmm. oh, oh, what? Um, for example, in Korea, it's like, oh, there were actually crews of just three or four people back in the day. Like, we're a big squad. Like. Oh, like, you know what I mean? Like just trying to discern, start yeah. to discern things and break yeah, things. Yeah, just questioning, like, Question, yeah. why that is the case. That yeah. Why that just is the case. Like, yeah. For, only for you to then find out or that person to find, you know, like a, a different pathway, you mm -hmm. know, like mm -hmm. a different sort of uh, train of thought. Like, oh, what if I explore that? Because finally you're bringing that up. If we fast forward my story, like I still do need to go back and pick up the the missing pieces of like let's say hip hop knowledge or dance knowledge that I've that I've learned, but I've been steered towards like indigenous culture and indigenous dance, particularly like my uh, my own Filipino heritage. So I only realized like, whoa, this is like a whole other realm, and I could spend the rest of my life just researching this stuff and learning this stuff, you know. Yeah. And then the ideas start to cross-pollinate and it's like cool like i can now augment and and develop and evolve my art as a dancer so yeah, yeah. i think it's it's always dope looking at it from like a whole different perspective and like you're just trying to get yourself out of this like you know like i dance i do hip-hop or whatever it is and just look mm. at even just dance or like dance in a different country um mm -hmm. and just like just switching i guess your train of thought towards mm. it I agree. Yeah, like it's the same craft essentially, um, but yeah. it's like yeah, like you know, how are people doing it? 
in the 1800s you know like like what what's their thought process like why were they doing it um mm. and just understanding that i feel like goes a long way into all right you know just learning from history i guess mm. mm-hmm. and i guess you know even that that you know change of perspective is also the change of a perception you know it's like yeah. oh i thought those dudes are just you know like bullies and really aggressive but actually i've gone out and met these guys and they're really nice actually just i realized like the persona that they put on stage is because yeah these guys are really about let's say battling or whatever it is and it's like they have to be like that now that i've watched this old footage or i've gone to this place and seen how they dance there it's like oh it's actually normal there i just i guess it's not normal here so okay maybe that's why they're so good because they almost treat it like it's you know their life depends on it and that's yeah. where the energy comes from but yeah. you know not saying right or wrong but you know what i mean it's just yeah, the perception yeah. of, of, of imagine when kids in the future look back to this era it's like whoa all of those dancers came from TikTok because they were <laughs> yeah exactly they were in lockdown you yeah. know whoa that's crazy yeah, yeah what so. you were saying reminded me of like a crump documentary that i was watching recently that was talking about how everybody perceives their movement and their facials as really angry but the truth is that they the what they show is because of how happy they are inside mm-hmm. and how good it feels is like how expressive they are yeah. and so it's really cool to say the the angrier i look is actually the happier i am oh interesting i've never heard that one i've got to i gotta check that out link us that one yeah for sure yeah yeah i I agree i agree i agree with that that's kind of like why does it again that's another perception change it's like why does you know someone being happy all the time in their performance you know necessarily does that necessarily mean that they're happy no that's what clowns do they just deep down they're kind of like oh you know like they're the, the pieros of of like you know that um there's literature based on that already you know like yeah you know the artists sort of look the face you know and why do we have to be professional like that and why do we need to present ourselves like that all the time is it not okay to sort of be the opposite way or you know whatever just to extend on what you said hey yeah it's a big thing on balance i think and you can see that reflective in not only like Joaquin Phoenix's um, Joker or even Robin Williams's um, life story as well. You know, people that um, do comedy for a living, you know, they bring out comedy from a dark place. Mm. And somebody that has their job to like make you happy actually deep down is suffering. And it's, it's crazy to be able to understand emotion like that as well. Mm, no, that's definitely it. You know, to, 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 to build the capacity for, you know, um, I think they call it emotional intelligence, mm. you know, um, and just that whole sort of realm of the the internal intrinsic things that happen, processes that happen with people. Because I think just generally how we interact with each other in in, in the real world is more external. It's ex, 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 uh, uh, the opposite of intrinsic. You know, it's sort of like all the outer stuff like you have to have your game face you kind of have to sort of just be cool be amicable you know like that i think art teaches you the opposite side and then finding that balance hey you know definitely uh, yeah it's like it's a good tool i think to just have that conversation with yourself yeah because um, if you're creating then you're not really you know unless you're collaborating obviously but yeah it's a chance for you to 
um, yeah, like understand how you're feeling. Mm. And I think that's why like a lot of artists like have a good understanding of like where they're at or how they're feeling or they just have a platform to let it out. And I feel mm. like a lot of people might struggle if they don't have that outlet or they don't have a outlet. Yeah, I agree, man. It's funny you say that because I remember one of my um, mentors, like he was only a couple of years older than me. Back in the day, we he started because he was of age, you know, he was already in his mid-20s and I was still like 17. He'd sneak me into certain bars and clubs and that was my first vision of like, oh, so this is how you do breaking, how you break dance in a bar or a club, right? Mm-hmm. And then there were some instances where you'd step out or even within the bar or club where dudes would punch on, you know. I'd never seen anyone get bottled or anything like that, but where security would have to pull people out. And he, he kind of leaned over at the, when, the, when it happened. It's like, man, can you imagine? Like, some of these guys have absolutely no way of expressing themselves, so they have to get drunk and just, like, yeah. cause, cause trouble, you yeah. know, to get... teacher. That, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that aggression out. Yeah. If, you're, if you cramp, it's almost like you're knocking someone out. But you're releasing it in a different way. Yeah. Releasing yeah. it in a different way, you know, or... Mm-hmm whatever it is yeah, i feel like ever since yeah. i started crumping i've become more calm as a person in a yeah. weird way you know it's like fighters yeah. i feel like yeah. most fighters that i've met yeah. anyway or martial artists are like mm. the, the most quiet yeah most calm people mm. my dad yeah true <laughs> <laughs> scary man scary. yeah that's the scariest like the quietest is the scariest huh Exactly. Yeah, I think there's a good quote that says, um, I'd rather be a warrior in the garden than a gardener in a war. Oh, that's a sick quote, man. Yeah. It's like always sick. being ready, even though you might not need it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? That's, that is exactly it. And I think that's what the arts teach us as people, you know, whichever part of that spectrum you are. For me, I did make that identification when I tried stopping and quitting dancing mm. when, you know, when I put on my adult hat and I was like, yep, full time now, I'm going to work and then I'm going to buy a house and this, this and that. And, you know, I gotta, I'm married now and this, this and that. And then you start to go crazy because you can't just get rid of that channel to yeah. express. Yeah. And especially when for me, let's say with, with my breaking, the effort and the exertion of energy that I put into doing a few maneuvers and combos that's the equivalent of me like maybe knocking a person out you know what i mean or punching a bag you know so yeah i experienced that recently as well trying to quit and then a part of me was like you know having this having dance was like that reference point for me to know that like dance is always going to be there for me and it's that one thing that always went right for me and my escape and so when i stopped doing it it kind of felt like my world was shattered yes yeah Yo, yeah, it's it, it's funny that it takes that for you to realize that you 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 shouldn't or you can't let it go. Yeah, you know that any any movement forward would be you proactively s- suppressing that, which I think, you know, depending on the person, the things that they're suppressing, you know. Sorry, fam, we had some technical difficulties, so let's just jump back into the conversation. Let's uh, let's let's just finish this off with um um maybe like your yeah or maybe like advice that you would give 
yourself, um, the biggest lesson that you've learned um, that has kind of helped you um, just keep driving and just keep going, something that you always kind of fall back on, um, what would that what would that lesson be? Your 18-year-old self, maybe? Yeah, yeah. What would you tell 18-year-old yo, mama? Yo, that's great. Wow. Yeah. You just inception something, man. This is to oh. next level right now. Um, okay. If I would tell my 18-year-old self, if I met my 18-year-old self, I'd be like, hey, dude, whatever you do, don't ever lose faith. And then just vanish back to this world. <laughs> we gotta edit wow. that. We gotta make that happen. <laughs> and it's just like, wait, was that future me? Oh, I'm I, I never gonna lose see. faith. <laughs> Dude, we need to make that into like a little skit or something. Yeah. That's dope. Yo. Hello. Yo. For sure, man. For sure. Yeah, I think I think because uh, I've never been asked that question before, but. Yeah, that's really what keeps it all going for me. That's beautiful. Sort of like, just when you believe in yourself, then that means you got faith. You're like, I'm onto the right thing. I'm doing the right thing, so I just got to keep going. Yeah. Mm. And you, you kind of know when you're doing the right thing that uh, a lot of challenges will be put in front of you. You know, when when things are going too smoothly, too easy, it's kind of like mm, something's not right here. Mm. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know why that is, but that's definitely my experience, man. <laughs> yeah that's, that's awesome man i Yo. think i think yeah i think that's really valuable stuff man and um yeah thank you so much for um spending time with us and having a chat with us and always supporting um you know our parties and everything that we do and yeah man the community is really lucky to have you around bro yeah Yo, thank you thank you um, and i'm real happy that the community still exists you know that there are communities still out there definitely and, yeah, it's really beautiful. It's really beautiful. Let's keep it going, hey. <laughs> sure, yes. more parties, bro. More parties. Yeah. going to expand. So, That's yeah, it. Man, yeah, since day one, man, you've always been around. Like, I just remember, like, when we first got into the dance scene, like, Lama was always that dude. And to, like, be able to just chill with you now and just to, like, you know, um, just become real homies and just yeah. really, like, talk to each other. It really is – I would have never thought that this would be where we'd yeah. be at. Um, it's an honor, bro. 18. Yeah, it is hey, an honor, thank man. you. Thank you. It's it's Where been an honor too and a pleasure. Um, they can find us on Insta, Lama Rock Nine. Same on the Facebooks. Um, I've got quite a few new accounts that are just sort of popping up for sort of different things. You know, I try to keep the Lama Rock one as dance, but um, yeah, start there and and then you know you can um, branch out if you're interested in some other things that I do. Yeah. Oh, awesome bro yeah. awesome thank you sweet so much as for your time bro thank you all right cheers guys um, I said we'll see you hopefully um either it's going to be a party online it's going to party in real life either or it's going to be a party yeah <laughs> wait it'll be a mad party yeah um I'll, I'll look forward to seeing you guys again and thank you for having us on the show all right, all right. peace, peace bro. out bro thank you peace thank you now. see you bro stay safe